Hello and welcome to Filled with His Love. You know, my wife and I recently attended the viewing of a 44-year-old woman who passed away in her sleep from an accidental overdose of drugs and alcohol. We had known this woman since she was a young child, a very young child, and now we were trying to make sense of an excruciatingly difficult moment. How did this happen? How could she have succumbed to this? About six months ago, we attended a funeral for a young man who passed away in a similar way, a young man we also had known all of his life. So their lives and their deaths are like so many others in our country. Listen to this. A total of 96,700 people died from drug overdoses last year in the U.S. And since 1999, drug overdoses have taken the lives of more than a million people. In Utah alone, 571 people died of drug overdose in 2021. These numbers are almost unthinkable. They actually give me pain even to read them. Of all the battles we need to fight, this one should be on the top of the list. In 2021, 42,000 people died in auto accidents, so only half as many as died in drug overdoses, and one in five of those accidents was caused by a driver under the influence of alcohol or drugs. So this kind of addiction wreaks havoc not only on the person who becomes addicted, but also on those that they might harm because of the addiction. Addiction has so much to do with relationships. A person who is alcoholic or is hooked on drugs cannot form meaningful, lasting relationships very well. This is just so difficult, and so it affects all the most important parts of our life. So why are we as humans so susceptible to these harmful substances? It can be summed up in one word, addiction. And I'm not talking only of substance abuse, but any addiction. The question is, can we overcome addiction? And if so, how? There was a time in the not-too-distant past when scientists believed that the adult brain was inflexible, that adults could not learn as they once did as a child when the brain was developing. I like to picture the young child with an image of a sprouting tree, this green growing tree inside the head, and then picture the adult with a chunk of petrified wood in the head. That was kind of the image that we held of human development uh, a number of years ago. But neuroscience has blown this theory all away. The adult brain is much more pliable, more malleable than anyone had previously thought. They call it brain plasticity. And one way they have proven this is by looking at the effects of harmful substances on the brain. Addiction literally changes the synaptic connections in the brain. The synapse is the junction between two nerve cells in the brain. And as neuroscientists are wont to say, what fires together, wires together. So those who are addicted to some substance connect synapses in new ways in the pleasure center of the brain that cause the person to want more and more of the substance, more and more pleasure. This is the problem with these drugs. Now, I'm, I'm not suggesting that we all become neuroscientists, but I want to share an excerpt from an article entitled Drug Addiction as a Pathology of Staged Neuroplasticity. 
The authors are Kalivas, K-A-L-I-V-A-S, and O'Brien, O-B-R-I-E-N. So the last 20 years, this is this quote from Kalivas and O'Brien. Here's the excerpt, quote, The last 20 years of research has made it clear that addiction to drugs is based on pathological changes in brain function produced by repeated pharmacological insult to the brain circuits that regulate how a person interprets and behaviorally responds to motivationally relevant stimuli. Thus, addictive drugs strongly interact with and change the brain circuits that permit us to learn about and behaviorally adapt to important environmental stimuli. Now, I admit, that was, that was really a mouthful. In fact, I had to record it twice because those words are just too hard to say. <laughs> so here's what they're saying. Drugs literally change the brain because the brain is plastic. It's not like petrified wood. This means that drugs can change behaviors because the drug changes a person's motivation to do something. The drug affects how we learn because learning is all about connecting new synapses together. Think of foreign language, for example. Learn a new word, and you're likely creating a new connection in the brain. If you keep using that word over and over, the synaptic connection grows stronger and stronger. You're really learning it. Well, that same thing happens with addiction. You keep taking a drug and the synaptic connection grows stronger and stronger, but because it's connecting to the pleasure center of the brain, it becomes addictive. You want more and more of the addictive substance. Now, just a little side note, I read another study that has shown recently how many thousands and thousands of kind of dormant, they use the word dormant synapses we have in the adult brain. These synapses are just waiting to connect. We just have to connect them to good things. Okay, so all of this sounds pretty bleak. And it is. But there is reason for hope. Because the brain is plastic, it can change back. Those unhealthy neural connections can be reversed or deadened. Neuroplasticity means that drugs can change the brain. But it also means that therapies can undo the damage of the drug. I hike sometimes with a friend who oversees the addiction recovery program of the church in his area. I asked him the other day if he sees much success. We know that those who become addicted often relapse, so I wondered how much success he sees. He assured me that he has seen much success with the 12-step program the church uses in addiction recovery. Recovery can happen, absolutely for certain. Sometimes one therapy works better for someone than another therapy, but reversal of these addictive behaviors can happen. If the adult brain were not plastic, if the brain were like petrified wood, as people once thought, no one would be able to get rid of this addiction, and no one would ever become addicted, actually. These changes in brain couldn't happen. So I like to think of the brain as this miraculous collection of receptors that are eager to receive whatever we choose to feed it. It's like the 13th article of faith, quote, if there is anything virtuous, lovely, or of good report, or praiseworthy, we seek after these things, quote. And the more we seek after the good, the true, and the beautiful, the more we want to become like God, because he is the creator of all 
that is good, all that is true, all that is beautiful. Neuroplasticity is all about repentance. When we get distracted and focus on unhealthy things, we need to change. We need to replace the unhealthy thought or behavior with something good. Replace a bad habit with a good habit. So there's no room for the bad habit to reemerge. It's all about changing those synaptic connections. And we have to want to do it. That's obviously a big factor. Think of Alma the Younger. As I read about him recently, I, I saw a young man who became addicted to the praise of others. The more he, quote, flattered the people, the more influence he had over them, and the more they wanted to be like him, which meant leaving the church because Alma the Younger had left the church. Then the angels appeared and changed everything. Not sure what happened inside Alma's head, but he made an about-face and replaced his former unhealthy behavior of wooing people away from the church to a positive behavior of preaching the gospel, so that his listeners could become converted. He replaced a bad habit with a totally opposite habit, and it led to thousands of people joining the church. He undid those unhealthy synaptic connections and replaced them with spiritually healthy connections. Now, I realize I am oversimplifying all of this, but I'm so concerned about the overwhelming power of addiction and all of the heartache and the pain that comes from it. The national statistics, like the ones I quoted at the beginning of this episode, they're troublesome and worrisome. They're scary. But when it hits close to home, when two bright, wonderful young people die from it, I just feel like I have to do something. The one thing I'm sure of is that addiction steals away our agency, and the only way to restore that is by coming closer to God and drawing on His power to help us reverse those addictive connections. I know healing is real, because I've seen it. I've seen those who have given up an addiction and turned toward God. I know repentance is possible, because I've experienced it and I've seen it in others. I just hope we can all do all we can to avoid addiction ourselves and to help those who become trapped by it find the help they need. Look forward to seeing you next time.